Hello and welcome back to another Guildhall School podcast and today we're talking about the Reflective Conservatoire Conference again and I'm really pleased to be joined by Nell Catchpole who's one of the course leaders on our Masters and Leadership programme here at Guildhall. Thanks for joining us Nell. Hi. Uh, so first of all your, your presentation and performance at the, at the conference is called Sound Artist as Activist, a performance of sonic stories from, from East Suffolk. So can you tell us a little bit about these sonic stories from East Suffolk to start us off? Yeah sure. So I grew up in in Suffolk and spent a lot of my childhood outdoors and over the last few years I've been um, returning there and revisiting places that feel special to me and I've kind of developed a practice where I go to these places outdoors and find a special spot and uh, I guess kind of respond to it by making some kind of intervention. Mm. So that usually involves me finding some kind of material that's there and making a sound with it. And it often involves me sort of being in a very heightened state of awareness and mm-hmm. attentiveness to what's around me. And um, so the stories, in a way, are little episodes or little... Um, versions of these interventions that I, I made on the most recent trip that was in late October mm-hmm. and I suppose sonic stories means that they aren't obviously not sort of text-based narratives mm. but then they're in a way leave something more open to interpretation by the listener okay. and what I've done for this event is it's quite a risk for me it's a new way of working with this material Mm -hmm. and what I'm exploring or trying to do is to see how I can translate some element of that experience being outdoors in that place in Mm -hmm. the natural environment um, and translate that for the listener in in a sort of more performative situation. And how did this originally come about? What was it that drew you back and made you want to start recording audio out in the the wilds of I suppose I began um, with wanting to develop my, I suppose, my own artistic voice. (laughs) And there are probably lots of reasons behind that. Um, And it came from, I suppose, an idea of wanting to really understand what feels most important to me. And actually, I began with the idea of memory and how our brain remembers and started going back to Suffolk with the idea in a way of capturing sounds and taking them away to make something Mm. and that's evolved gradually more into a lot more questioning and inquiring about what it is that I'm actually doing in that moment and what's happening and trying to really reveal to myself the way in which I'm relating to what's around me in those moments. And how have you gone from the, the, the recordings that you made in, uh, in October to what people at the, the conference are going to see this week? I've done a lot of listening back to the material. So I suppose in the first instance, there's something that happens that feels very performative, actually, in, in that natural environment. And it's absolutely about being in that moment. And I often forget that it's... F- ostensibly for anything else mm. it feels like it is for that moment and I'm, I'm there so then once I've 
got the recordings, they, they in, a, in a way take on a new identity or new sense. So there's a, there's a period of listening through to that and trying to get a feel for what, what they've become and, and what they communicate or what they might communicate to an audience. And I also do a lot of writing and reading and I've thought a lot about the different layers and different voices that I'm using. Um, so this performance will have the sound but also different types of, of um, spoken word or text as well. So the, the idea in a way is to get hopefully an intriguing balance between what's clear and what's left unclear and what's known and what's unknown. Yeah. And in a way, um, the hope is to sort of see if that might either unsettle or dislodge our sort of habits of how we perceive mm. things or how we normally relate to the natural environment. And, and perhaps through that unsettling or displacing or shifting things, bring the listener into, the, into those same questions. Mm. We see ourselves in relation to the natural environment. Yeah, and so do you see that quite personal questions and, and journey that, that you've gone on is then kind of you're hoping it's been kind of transposed to the the audience at large and kind of it, something in there will set off some series of questions. Yeah, I I hope so. I it will be interesting to see how people relate to it because it may be that you could absolutely take it as a piece of sound art mm. and receive it purely in terms of sound as a medium and the sort of range of sonic material get you get from these organic sounds. Um, so it could be received on that level. So it would be just really interesting to see. It, it's open in that way. Mm. And in what, that way I see it more as a some kind of dialogue with the listener rather than it having a fixed meaning. And for you, is that where the, the sound artist as activist kind of part of your title comes in? You're kind of trying to prompt and almost kind of spur something to, to happen in, in the mind of the audience. Absolutely. Um, and that may be on the level of kind of saying, is this art? You know, I, I in a way, I've taken away all my the tools of my trade, bar, bar the recording equipment. Mm. But, uh, you know, I don't have a... I've trained as a classical violinist and and composer and whatever, but in these moments I feel I, I wouldn't identify in the moment when I'm making those interventions and I'm in the environment, uh, it feels much more purely a sort of human experience, embodied experience, and all I've got are my hands and my eyes and my ears and my senses. Um, and, and that's what's at my disposal. So um, even on that level, I think what I've made might challenge people in terms of, well, what, where does this sit in mm. terms of art or what's every day or what's something else that I don't quite understand? So on one, on one level, what I do feels at times it has some kind of strong sense of meaning or feeling to it. Mm. And at the same time, it's meaningless and, and doesn't have a place and it's it, there's some sort of way in which I'm doing something that doesn't have a purpose mm. and it, again it's sort of asking a question which I, I don't have an answer for it mm. but it certainly feels risky yeah 
on my part, like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, and is that idea of activism in your in your art and in your the things you create is that something that you want to keep exploring as you as you continue making these these recordings out in Suffolk? Absolutely, I do feel that uh, as an artist, I want to challenge or question or reflect things or currents in today's culture and society that feel pertinent and mm. feel important um, and and one can do that in a very obvious political way and one can also do it in a way in terms of just of, of questioning these boundaries or conventions or ways of, con- of engaging an audience mm. and in itself that form and that way of approaching things is always aiming to question the conventions rather than necessarily just go with them and mm. um, so I do see that as a really important uh, role and and equally because I'm not necessarily staying within uh, kind of fixed meanings and narratives that everyone understands mm. I do run the risk of of it not landing with people or yeah. you know and, and so I suppose also seeing myself as being able to take those risks mm. And uh, the, the theme for the conference is, is artists as citizens, is that kind of questioning and trying to sort of challenge your own personal worldview. Is that something you see as quite important of, of being a kind of citizen as well as an artist and, and bringing that into your work? I think so. And I think even the, in a way, the, I, I'm sure this will get covered many times in different ways across the conference, mm. but the idea of being able to have such kind of clear, Terms or a sort of dual terminology of an artist and a citizen. Mm. I suppose I see myself as someone who aims to inhabit spaces in between where it's a grey area or where there's a way to open up questions of what those terms or roles actually mean. Mm. Um, and I was struck, I did look up the you know, definition of citizen, I was struck how it does suggest belonging and often belonging to a nation belonging to, to a kind of human organised structure and with this work that I'm doing I, I'm definitely uh, drawing on some cultural theory around the idea of the more than human world mm. and other forms of perception so the argument there is that in a way you could say that western thought is reductionist in a way. It, mm. it reduces things down to sort of reason and intellect and and the written word. And actually how we do in reality perceive things is is more embodied and it's more open-ended. And I see myself as trying to explore that broader broader world. And what is it about that kind of broader world that, that interests you, that makes you want to go down that path and ask those questions? In this case, there's certainly a very direct link to the current, to the, the environmental crisis. And I guess the idea that Western thought allows us to understand ourselves to be separate from the natural environment, which mm. is actually not the case. Yeah. And um, so I suppose trying to explore different ways of being in relationship 
and understand ourselves to be absolutely part is um, it feels very important. Mm. So it's on that level, um, at least that you know that's that feels very very important to me, and that's yeah. why I'm pursuing it. And uh, as as we finish off, can you tell us what what the audience can expect um, in the in the performance? Yeah, so it's I'm very privileged to have the studio theatre in Milton Courts, which is particularly good because it's very quiet in there, and I think the audience will uh, experience some quite intimate, subtle sounds as part of this piece. The event will be what I'd call a listening experience, collective listening experience. And the piece, if you want to call it, is about 35 minutes long and it involves sound and voice and text in different layers and combinations. And then I'm really hoping after that there'll be some kind of Q&A. Mm. You know, with trepidation, <laughs> but it's it's always incredibly valuable to get people's response. So I'm of course, especially when you're trying to kind of prompt the, the question. Yeah, the, absolutely. The so it'll be really interesting to see. You know, that will certainly fuel the next research that I do and mm. how I go forward. Well, huge thanks to Nell for joining us for this podcast. Thank you. Uh, the Reflective Conservatoire Conference runs until the 23rd of February here at Guildhall. Uh, and if you want to pop by, there's still a handful of day tickets available. Follow at our conservatoire on Twitter and the hashtag RCC2018 to keep up to date with everything that's happening here over the next few days. And you can find out more at gsmd.ac.uk slash RCC. Thanks for listening. Thank you.